0: I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a
1: blessing from God. You
2: must expect a miracle.
1: You have the power of choice.
2: Believe on the Lord Jesus
0: Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm not live today. I'm on vacation, but I got some special shows for you. This is the set of The Chosen. They're shooting right over there, a scene for season three right now. And I get to sit down with some of the cast and crew from The Chosen today. So stick around and enjoy this program. I'm here with Elizabeth Tabish, who plays Mary Magdalene in the series, The Chosen series. And great, great to talk to you, by the way. Thank you. But so I was, I was excited because, you know, your, your character is one of the most loved characters in the series.
3: That's nice to hear. <laughs> it, no,
0: truly. What, but I'm curious, what do you love about the character?
3: Oh, that's the first time I think I've been asked that Um, so much. I I love uh, how human she is, first of all, how uh, relatable she is. Um, And I I think the biggest thing is how much she wants to be changed, how much she wants to, to be in a place of joy. Um, and how hard it is for her <laughs> to do that. Um, and despite how hard it is, she keeps trying, like every day she's doing absolutely everything she can to hold on to that joy. Um, and the the, you know, maintaining this hope in her life. Um, and I think they they've the writers have done this wonderful job of showing how difficult that actually is. Um, you can be redeemed and still just struggle constantly with your past or your fears, anxieties, shame, you know, like how human that is. Despite it all, she's like still really trying, really working hard at, at holding on to that hope.
0: I know this is a little tough because this, you're portraying Bible characters yeah. and these, these mean more to yeah people than, you know, Avengers or, or something like that, you know, fi- fictional characters. Um, what, how has it been playing such a pivotal character in this series for you personally? I mean, is it is it just another acting job or is there some oh, kind of no. connection, has it impacted you in any way?
3: It's, um, first of all, it's, it's like the role of my dreams. Really? I've, I've I mean, <laughs> this is, this is something I've, this is a type of character I've wanted to play forever since I could remember wanting to act. Um. Just like a child you know um, I've been so disappointed with a lot of female characters that are written as very one dimensional figures or just meant to be looked at or pretty or whatever this character has so much emotional depth and psychological complexity and is a very real woman that uh, as I'm finding out from the feedback like so many people so many women relate to um, so it's a It's a gift to be able to play this because I'm enjoying playing a character like this. But then also in a in a more personal way, I am honored to represent to play a character that represents so many women, um, and and to represent sure the pain that they've gone through but also the hope that they can be changed and and live a new life
0: yeah no i, mean, I think that is what your character offers the most to people is is hope
3: yes. Is, yes is
0: hope and in fact you know you you had the clincher moment i think for a lot of people just getting into the series cuz you know we hear this is christian right s- series about jesus which doesn't always conjure up great images in in people's minds sure yeah and then you watch episode one of season one and it's kind of going along like i'm not sure what what am i watching here and yeah. so when it ends that moment with you and the guy you know the jesus yeah. character it, that you got people at that moment how did it feel when you saw that come together
3: oh it was i mean in performing it i was really nervous that I mean the pressure is of course like this moment has to work this whole episode has to work or else you know you you don't hook the audience for the next three episodes and then the the whole series <laughs> after that right, right. so the pressure to like do this right was, was real <laughs> um, but I kept trying to not focus on that and just focus on like what a wonderfully written character this is and what a beautiful story this is and um and to just kind of focus on the scenes and the the you know the present moment within each of those scenes. So when I was doing it, I was nervous, and then when I watched the whole thing edited together, I was just so so pleased to 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 be a part of it. You know, it was the first time. You know, you you sign up for something, you never know you the never quality know. of yeah. things. No. And so seeing it, I'm like, oh, this is a, such a good production team and editors and the music, and I was just like. Thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, and most people don't realize that you don't really know as an actor how it's going until you see the finished product.
3: Sure, you don't know the tone of it. You don't know if you're hitting the right sort of mood or any of that. Until yeah.
0: One, one, more pivotal thing that I have to ask you about mm. a, a scene. There's a line where uh, your character falls away. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and when invited to come back, says he, he fixed me once. And uh, broke again. Broke again. I mean that that's so many people. That's their that's their sticking point.
3: It's it's what we all go through, isn't it? I mean I think it's the most realistic depiction of someone who is who is striving to be good and, and to change and and um and it's so human and uh I think the misconception of of being saved or, or of finding God is that like it's smooth sailing from here on out and it's it's not true we're we're still in this world we're still going to be challenged and triggered and um we're going to keep making mistakes we're just human that's that's what we do <laughs> um and i think it was this really wonderful like teaching moment to to see that yes you are going to make mistakes but you are still loved and you're still forgiven and um and so much of redemption comes from wanting to, to to come back, wanting a life of joy and pursuing it, you know.
0: And being able to and not yeah. living in the shame. That's what I yeah. say. So I, really I letting
3: that. go of the past. Yeah, Love
0: it. I, thank you for pouring yourself into the role. Oh, thank you. Because it's, it's speaking to a lot of people on very deep levels beyond just a production. Uh, is there anything you, you want to add before I? out here.
3: Oh no, I, I get these great, lovely questions. Thank you.
0: Great, thank you. Swanson and Tyler Thompson, uh, who together with Dallas Jenkins write all of the Chosen. Great to talk to both of you guys. Thanks for uh, having us. All right, let's start with the obvious elephant in the room. You're you're writing about Bible characters, but you're you're adding things about them to kind of fill in the blanks because we don't know all these details. How do you how do you figure
1: out what are we going to include? What are we not going to include? Either one of you. Uh, so you know we've got this wonderful concept that we're working with. All right, so we, we, we come in as reverent to the Bible. Uh, we, we, we want the biblical events to shine. And, and I think that one of the fun things about when Dallas and Tyler brought the idea to me was that they had cracked this particular way in where we would use the characters who were less written about, who were present for the events as both surrogates for our audience and as subjects for our drama. And through that space in the margins, we then could view the the actions of Jesus, and we could do it through an objective lens because these were characters who were separate from that. Uh, uh, they had no knowledge of what Jesus was going to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, that they got to explore um, his ministry th- uh, real time, and we also got to sort of dig into the um, the the. the 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 fishers in their characters, their own vulnerabilities, and so we create drama from the human perspective while in the presence of Jesus, and so we we try to live through these things real time. We we instead of being just plot bots for us to move from point A to point B as Jesus goes through his ministry, um, we chose through this lens the shepherd providing um, the blueprint for how we would move forward. We got to treat them like real people yeah. and get to know them like real people so their choices then became clearer to us you know we, we we could lead a character to a binary value choice stay or go fight or flight um and and so uh and that w- that would make sense um always leading of course to the places in the bible and and we of course those moments are untouchable for us we try to um we we portray them as truly as we can yeah yeah so your your characters
0: very are are very human, um, even humorous at times, right? <laughs> who? Yeah. Who? Where, where does that come from? Because that that it's enjoyable from a view viewing standpoint, but it's also it's real. I mean, and this is how you know hardworking blue collar kind of guys would have been
4: most likely. Yeah, humor is human, as, as you said. Like, we're, we don't want to portray these sort of wooden figures who maybe in previous adaptations of the Bible, well-intentioned adaptations, they might have just been 12 disciples just kind of lined up <laughs> one after the other, all looking the same, all appearing the same, and barely saying anything. We have, the, because The Chosen is a multi-season endeavor, we have the time and space to explore. Oh, Nathaniel, it's clear from Scripture, he's got kind of a, he speaks kind of a, uh, He's very blatant and and he's he's very frank in the way he talks. He's he's the one who says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He just kind of says whatever comes to his mind. So that's fun to work with. We know by looking at Matthew's gospel that it's a very detailed, fastidious account. It begins with the genealogy of all things. Um, And so exploring the idea of Matthew as someone being on the autism spectrum uh, brings a lot of life there. So the characters are all very human. And within humanity, a common experience as common as sorrow or boredom or um, anticipation is humor. And so the characters are, they are funny. And actually, also that's not a stretch. If you read the Bible really closely, if you really kind of look at the words, it'll make you chuckle. Like there, there are there's humor in the Gospels. We're not completely inventing it.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, and here's here's the thing I think that strikes most people: Jesus
1: has a sense of humor. Yeah. How do you handle that? Because that's a delicate thing, right? <laughs> it is. And we we always take our lead from Dallas. Um, we, 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 we've, we've talked about how our um, how we imagine Jesus has changed. I mean, Dallas might not say that, but uh, <laughs> for, me, for me, I've suddenly infused two other perspectives. And it's been it's been mind-blowing. Uh, I, I had a very static idea of who God was. Mm-hmm. To hear Tyler talk about his radical acceptance of people, uh, to hear Dallas talk about the sense of sarcasm that he <laughs> that Jesus has, mm-hmm. so those things come together, and we handle it as delicately as we handle anything in the show. I mean that that the most thought and and angst gets poured into how to make Jesus sound, I think, than any other part of the show. Um, and so, you, you, to your point, it, we do handle it delicately, and we handle it through counsel. Um, so, uh, But but these things all str- spring from, from Dallas' mind, because we're, we're, we're trying to service his idea for what the show needs to be, for who Jesus needs to be. So if you don't like it, blame him. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> he can take it. He, he can handle it. He got broad shoulders.
0: Uh, okay, so another thing that I've noticed that, that is very interesting about the series in general— is the richness of the historical context. Uh, The Romans, the Jews, the Jewish factions. This is all backdrop, which drives a lot of the the events, the real events that happened. Who's, Who's the historical expert here? Both you guys? (laughs)
4: <laughs> it's a team effort. We all have to look at history. I did, stu- uh, for my undergrad, I did study Old Testament and Hebrew, so I, I had some of this uh, going on from my time at Moody Bible Institute, um, but we're also very well supported. We, we study history as we work, but we also have a researcher, Gabrielle. Um, we have a story editor, Maisha, and then we have biblical scholars also, um, a messianic rabbi, a Catholic priest, and a Protestant historian and Bible scholar who who pour over our scripts with the fine-tooth comb and make sure things aren't out of line. But yes, to your point, it involves a lot of research about not just, Judaism is not a monolith. Like there were these four different philosophies within it, very different, very factious. Not, not unfamiliar, if you look at religion today. Uh, a lot of different opinions about things. You know, it's not hard to imagine that they would come down on different sides of various issues. Um, and then, yes, Romans. And in season three of The Chosen, you can look forward to even more uh, groups. In the Decapolis, we will—this is not a spoiler because it's in the Bible—we start to meet other groups like Syrophoenicians. We meet uh, Gentile groups like Greeks and start to interact with them, and things get even stickier.
0: It's got to get stickier in just in writing the script as you continue through the seasons because it's it's it getting more tense mm-hmm. what do you what yeah. are the challenges you think to get all the way to seven season seven, which is kind of the goal
1: I mean you know one of the ways that I think any writing project can do that as you move through it you move halfway through you move the three quarter mark and you start to go oh. Did we support this earlier on? So a lot of your rewriting, 50% of your rewriting is in that first act and then you can start to, you know, sort of place things in line. We've done really good outlines, I got to say, you know. (laughs) So we know where the story is going and we're using the best source material of all time. So we do know how the story gets progressively more full of conflict. One of the things that's really important about that context of the the, the historical backdrop is to realize that um, the people who were persecuting Jesus didn't know or believe that he was the creator of the universe. These were largely bureaucrats, people also like us, just trying to do the best for our families, being a, a protective of our little fiefdoms, and and so these people were were making political decisions. They were making expedient uh, 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 choices for their organizations, and so we were trying to show that that tragedy is is, is just as human today. That those things that that that, that are that our obstacles in our way that are our, our, our barriers to, to unity, they existed back then too. And so we have so much to draw on, just even in, in looking out our windows today. Um, the thing about our, our stories is that they are outlined, we have the Bible, and so we just try to stay true to what that experience might have been like for our characters going through it. And I think this season, Jesus' theme, Come Unto Me, it's all about him moving from his Jewish congregation into the world. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, I know this is
0: obviously the best thing you've ever worked on, but how, how great is it?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, for one thing, it's 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 fun. I, I don't know if uh, people realize this, but adapting the Bible into something, it seems like a very somber affair, and it is. We take it seriously. We don't take it lightly, but we have to have a kind of lightness of spirit in order to, to find um, those those moments between characters, relationships and stuff. It's fun to look into, and then I don't know if you were able to spend much time on set yesterday, but being on a movie set or a tv set is fun you've got so all these people working together to achieve one thing and each person is better than the other i don't know 150 people on set at what they do than anyone else it's a everyone is a specialist everyone is needed everyone is essential and that is so exciting and fun and every day is just a joy yeah well speaking for the audience we love your work right guys appreciate you guys time thank you thanks for coming in
0: with Brandon Potter, who plays Quintus on The
2: Chosen. Brandon, good to talk to you. Hi, Randy. Thanks for uh, stopping by. So how did you get hooked up with The Chosen? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's kind of a kind of a fun story, actually. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they were casting a lot of these roles out of L.A., and a local casting director, she suggested to Dallas that he read me for it. And when I showed up, you know, Dallas said, okay, so you've read the script, and I, I love the script, right? The writing is terrific, and... I thought, like, this character is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, <clears throat> but when I showed him, he said, you know, I, I, I don't want to do, like, the usual sort of great-beating Roman bad guy. Uh, so I, I wonder if we could try something else. And I said, well, what if he's uh, not uh, that sort of lazy, sadistic ruler? What if he's a really hard worker? What if he's a really good bureaucrat? What if he's really into maintaining order in the system and that kind of thing? A proactive person. I said, yeah, let's give that a go. So for the whole audition, we just got to play and experiment. It wasn't like I was trying to match something in his head. We were sort of collaborating on how to make this guy as interesting uh, and as good a foil as possible to everyone else on the show.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's that's something I think a lot of people have noticed because you kind of expect the typical passion play Roman, you know, kind of guy. You almost play him whimsically at times. <laughs> Definitely. What do
2: you? Where does that come from? Well, I think that there's a certain Joy in Quintus's life at getting to sort of maintain the status quo, which of course, like Jesus, is not into the status quo. So there's friction there. Yeah, but yeah, I think that there is joy and ease in that exercise of power, uh, especially in the first two seasons. He gets to sort of exercise his will unimpeded by anyone. In season three, that changes. A oh, I was gonna. Okay, yeah.
0: so you're giving us so it, things are about to get serious.
2: Well, there are. Uh, Factions within Rome that he has to deal with. And, of course, uh, Christ and his followers are gaining influence. So that's going to give him a little pushback. So, you know, either uh, the nice guy, Quintus, can uh, compromise and give in or push back a little bit. We'll find out. Yeah. Interesting. All right. As
0: an actor, uh, you've played Scrooge. Mm-hmm. you played LBJ. I have, yeah. Now you're playing Quintus. Uh, in my book, All Villains. <laughs> Do you like this role as sort of the not the hero, but sort of the other side in, in the story? Of
2: course. Yeah? Yeah. I uh, I love playing bad guys. Uh, first of all, they're fun. So, for example, with Quintus, I get to show up to work and be a jerk every day, which, <laughs> <laughs> you know, is, is just kind of fun. Uh, and the writing is fun and funny, which is nice. But one of the things I like about playing, about playing bad guys, or let's say complicated people, right, is that you have to relate to someone who isn't like you. I, I don't share the same thoughts or ideologies as Quintus. That would... That, that that's so foreign to me, right? But I get the chance to sort of vacation there or use my imagination. And even more, find something in this bad person that is actually kind of good and easy to relate to. Yeah, sure. You know? Like, Quintus, for example, isn't altogether all bad. He really, really relates to Matthew and wants to take care of him, you know, in his own twisted way. But I think that is sort of like a a fatherly impulse or even an impulse that comes from what, could be his own version of love.
0: Yeah, no, that's interesting because we, unfortunately, we tend to sometimes go into stories with the black and the white. Mm-hmm. It's either all good or all bad. But the complexity there is interesting. you in this for the long haul, all as many seasons as they'll let you be a part of it.
2: Of course, I love showing up and working with these people every day. I love telling a story that's just meaningful to all the fans. Yeah, I'll stay as long as How does this compare
0: have. to other sets you've been on?
2: It's it's so incredibly different from other sets that I've that I've been on. This is a big production, right? There's a lot of moving parts. There's a ton of cast, there's a ton of crew, Um, but at this point we've been together for three years and you sort of get to know everyone in a meaningful way, which is already different than a lot of big sets, which can be sort of anonymous, right? Also, I knew that the show was going to be different when I showed up on day one just because of the set. Uh, You could tell immediately that everyone was deeply, deeply invested in telling this story. And oftentimes in productions this big, they're there to do a job and go home. And with this, folks are, they're ready to go the long haul.
0: Good, we're ready to watch the long haul. Excellent. Tell me something I don't know. Tell me something nobody knows about, uh, I don't know, the, the set, the, I know you can't give away story, so uh-huh. I'm not asking that. Yeah. little, Just a little inside, maybe peek behind the curtain.
2: Something that I, that is really interesting about this set is that instead of action, Dallas Jenkins, the director, says, "Here we play," which I he says, "Here we play, here we play." Interesting, yeah. Which it it sort of fosters this spirit of exploration and play and uh, experimentation, so that that way the story becomes a collaboration between all the people on set. You know, we're going to try this thing. We're going to give this thing a go instead of uh, this is my vision. Adhere to it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) You uh, personally, uh, where does this fit into your? career, if you will.
2: Well, I don't think I know yet, you know, because we're still in the middle of this thing. So right now I'm thinking about doing the best job I can possibly do with this. And then once we get sort of closer to the end of my journey with it or the end of the show's journey, then I think I can think about what it means to the rest of my career. Yeah, well, we look forward to watching. Right on. Thank you, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for stopping by, Randy.
0: That's it for today. I hope you've enjoyed these. We've got more for you. So come back Live Today Live. Uh, More from the cast and crew of season three of The Chosen right here. If you haven't hit share, hit it now, like, follow, subscribe, and we'll see you again next time on Life Today Live.